Washington after youth group when I moved up there for ministry school, and we've been very, very connected. He did our wedding, um, and uh, they wrote a book called The Backside of Hope, and this is his story that's going to blow your mind, encourage you, inspire you. It is an incredible story, and uh, it's back there in the back. And um, all the proceeds go to um, helping kids go to camp that wouldn't be able to in Romania, which is where they're full-time missionaries. And so um, they're, they're going to, yes, so cool. So I encourage you to that. And I also want to say that um, we're a generous church. We're not a church that passes the bucket because um, we have a little secret box back there. Um, but, but I do want to say that um, that this is a ministry, and you're going to hear about it, but this is a ministry. They're not here to sell themselves. They're not here to sell books. They're not here to raise money. That's, we didn't even, we've never had that conversation. They're here to minister to us. But um, if you have a heart for missions, if you have a heart to sow into incredible seed, they're changing the world, and, um, and, 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 and every penny will be a penny towards ministry. And so the way you can give to them, and then I'm just going to let them um, minister, is um, you can write a check to Heart Church, and in the memo, Tim and Dana... Wimberly, Tim and Dana Wimberly, and, um, or you can go online, and, and in the drop-down, uh, there's a local missions, and any money today that's put into that will also go to them. Without further ado, come on, let's put your hands together for Tim and Dana. Don't you love the camouflage? Come on. You're so cool. I'm on? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's give these guys back here a hand. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm actually speaking today, but I just wanted you to meet. This is my best friend. Uh, we've been married almost 34 years. No, 35. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Too many places. <laughs> and uh, you want to say anything? No, I have a microphone, but go for it. Here, you can talk right here. I am good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about our family, but, uh, but just an amazing lady. Listen, she's been all over the world with me. We, uh, prior to Romania, we were in Cambodia for three years uh, as missionaries, and, and uh, God's just done some really incredible stuff, and we're just, uh, we're just thrilled to be here, to be with you. The place is full. We need to make room. Amen? Come on! Yeah. So uh, would you do me a favor and just give her a hand? Well, I, uh, I feel like I'm going to blow up because I have so many things that I want to say. I have a message in my heart, but I feel like I could go about 30 different directions. <laughs> um, this morning when I was praying for you, I just had this word, and, and then we sang this song. Can I just tell you, listen, l- let me say this to you. Sometimes we just have no idea how powerful worship can be. And we love to worship in a native tongue. We love it. And we get to do it often. But there is nothing, nothing like worshiping in your own tongue. 
in your, in your language. And this was the first real time since we've been back, which we've been back just over two weeks uh, in country, that we got to worship in our language. And I just want to thank you for leading us yes. and for the, just the expression of your hearts in worship and the presence of God in this place. Please, please, don't. We take it for granted all the time. Amen? We do. It's just easy to do. But I just want to encourage you, may we be renewed to a place that we can worship wherever we are. Yeah. But when we come together, there is a sweetness yeah. that is beyond measure. And, and, and life and, and its, its struggles and its difficulties and its circumstances can cause us to go in so many different directions. I understand. But I just want to encourage you. Dive in every chance you get. I want to say to you, if you're visiting today, this is an amazing place. It's not perfect, but it's amazing. So this is a great place to get connected. So go to the dinner. <laughs> and if we were here, we would come. <laughs> And I was going to ask if the meal ministry actually ships to Romania. <laughs> before, uh, before I open the word, if you have your Bibles, you want to open them. Matthew 14 is where we're going to end up. And uh, we are in a series, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, Created for Impact. Come on. And uh, man, I love the title. I will do my best to get there, but I just know that this message just kind of married with your, your new series that you're in. Um, real quick, I just want to show you, uh, my wife and I, as I mentioned, have been married not 34, but almost 35 years. We have five sons and five daughter-in-laws and five grandkids and two on the way. <laughs> so this is, this is the Wimberley tribe. This was a, a, our most recent picture. Um, and then if you go to the next one real quick, this, these are our grandkids. <laughs> And we just had our first grandson. Come on, somebody. Yeah. But as my wife would say, if she was up here talking, she would say, the women are winning. <laughs> so we, uh, oh, you, I just, I, I could just talk forever about, can you go back to that family picture? Sorry. There you go. My wife and I have been pastoring for over 30 years. We've been all over the world. We've been in missions the whole time because we believe that God has called all of us to be missionaries. But I want to say we've had the privilege of doing so many incredible things, really, for the Lord. We've been able to do some really amazing things. But this right here is the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. And I'll tell you why. The reason is, is because I never thought I could have that. Because I never thought I was good enough. My, my family blew apart. We, we, uh, my mom left my dad for another woman when I was five years old. There were four kids. The two youngest went with my mom. The two oldest went with my dad. Crazy story. Read the book. <laughs> but it's, it's in there. The story's in there. My mom has passed away. My dad is still alive. And by the way, if you haven't heard about this movie, it's called Walking with Herb. And it's a golf movie. And this movie is based on the book Walking with Herb, who is a guy who played, my dad was the golf coach in Mexico State for 35 years, and my dad's a PGA professional, and the guy who wrote the book played for my dad in the 70s, stayed in Las Cruces, became successful, and wrote the book out of the inspiration of his relationship with my dad, and it became a movie. George Lopez plays Herb in the movie, <laughs> and it just came out in the theaters. We came back for the premiere, and they honored my dad, who's a... <laughs> 
who's 87 years old. It was 500 people in an outside event. It's the largest event since COVID started in New Mexico. And they got to honor my dad before they played the movie. And it was just one of those moments you don't want to miss. And we didn't. And so um, my dad and I's relationship has been restored for about 20, probably 25 years. And it, there's just been these spectacular moments that God has allowed us to have. How many of you believe that God is in the restorative business? And I, I just want to say to you that if you think that you can't have this, I want you to know you can. Because you're here and you're breathing and you're alive. No matter what kind of mistakes you've made, no matter where you've been, no matter where maybe your kids are, I want you to know it's not over. And you're not done. So don't you quit. Don't you give up. You keep pressing into Jesus and let Jesus take care of the rest. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> but it's true. It's really true. And I, I just want to say... My, my wife and I fasted and prayed every Wednesday for how long? 20? Yeah, 20, probably, probably 25, 26 years every Wednesday for our kids' spouses. We are five for five. Now, I'm not saying that if you do this, this is what's going to happen, but I will say, why not? <laughs> and we have purposely, and they are they're not just beautiful, but they are beautiful. And these people love Jesus, and they are missionaries Everywhere they are and everywhere they go. Yeah. Yesterday, we had the privilege to be with our third son and his wife and our grandson. And he just graduated from college and we got to celebrate them just up the road. And it was, it was spectacular. So I am just blown away. I'm overwhelmed. And uh, I'll try to get out of here at a decent time. <laughs> I will honor your time, I promise. Um, let's see, what else? Anything else? Did I forget anything? Yeah, you don't have to go there yet. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we are missionaries to Romania. Uh, we've been there two years and a three-year commitment. Um, God is doing some amazing things. I'm going to just tell you, there's so many stories. I've narrowed it to one. I don't have a ton of pictures because I have too many pictures. <laughs> but um, there's three areas that we are involved in. We're creating on-ramps for young leaders because we believe in young people. And, and I want to just, I want to say to you, um, Shane and Heather, <laughs> I, I've loved you my, my whole life that I've known you, and you know that. But I just want you to know, I'll follow you anywhere. I will. And just your leadership, your heart, and your passion for Jesus is second to none. I mean, just really. And I just love you and so grateful for you. Aren't you grateful for them? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so uh, back to the on-ramp and young leaders. So that's, that's, that's the, the, the first place. The second place is humanitarian. And we, we um, work with an organization. Dana and I have had this passion our whole lives to build bridges with other organizations. How many know? Because we're the body of Christ, yep. not just one little place. Yep. And we have a family. It's called Foursquare, and we love it. But we believe in the kingdom of God. And so one of the bridges that we built is with YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and an organization called Homes of Hope started just down the road in Tijuana, Mexico with the dear friends of ours, Sean and Janet Lambert. We were on their board for 15 years. Long story short, they just in July celebrated 30 years of ministry. 
And so fast forward to today, we end up in Romania, all of our connections, because our organization isn't recognized in Romania, we had to have a sponsor for our long-term visas. And so long story short, friend of a friend, we met this guy named Florin, and he is the director of Homes of Hope Cluj, which we had no idea. There's a marriage happening, and we are helping them grow this whole ministry. Long story short, we're building homes in gypsy families and Roma families for Roma families in villages where they're the poorest of the poor. And we're building multiple, uh, multiple homes to create villages, to create community centers that teach kids after school programs and plant a local church where they can hear the good news yeah. of the gospel. Amen? So that's, that's, that's one area. And then the other, the other area is Dan and I have traveled uh, all over the world loving and caring for missionaries. Now we're missionaries, quote, as a, as a um, profession, if you will. We just feel like we're volunteers and we love Jesus and we're just telling people about him. <laughs> but one of the things we've been doing is we've been invited by our organization to care for missionaries all over Europe. And this is a passionate longing in our hearts. And we have a ministry team of about uh, five couples and all of us have different um, responsibilities, but we are caring for missionaries for, for helping them stay long-term for helping care for their families, caring for their marriages, helping them become vibrant in who they are and what they're doing, and make them know that they're not alone and that they can take the gospel wherever it is that God's put in their hearts to do. So those are the three areas. That's what we're doing. And so today I'm going to just talk about a couple that influenced my life who are gypsy pastors in a village where we had the privilege to build a home. How many of you have had your schedule change in the last year? Oh, man. I, I found this quote. One of my heroes of the faith is her, just this little woman who's passed away since, but her name is Mother Teresa. And I always go to her when I'm just wrestling or just feeling like, and I've, I've had this quote for a few months, but I just loved it. I want to share it with you. And this is what it says. It says, when you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. <laughs> Anybody felt like that? <laughs> Anybody felt the struggles? And, and I'm not here to talk about COVID, okay? Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that it's been a reality in our lives. Yep. And we've all met it face to face. Yep. And some of us more than others. We have, we have not lost anybody personally, but we have had multiple friends lose loved ones because of it. And I don't want to minimize your pain or your suffering or what you've been through, but all of us have been through it. But I want to tell you this. Jesus is still greater than anything you and I will ever face. That's right. And if you don't know that, I want you to know, I want you to know it. That's why I'm saying it. He's greater. Yeah. He's greater and he will meet you right where you are. And you, you just know that. Just know that. Just say, hey, there's some guy today at church told me that. But know it. He's greater. So, uh, as I mentioned about Homes of Hope, we, we had the privilege... We had a huge schedule. We were building a huge community center last summer. We had a couple other homes that we were going to build for families that we had done a lot of work to you know, find the right families and so on and so forth. And all of that went pooey. <laughs> That's a Greek word. <laughs> pooey. It just, it vanished. And so tremendous discouragement, heartbreak. We're not going to be able to do this. We can't figure this out. You know, we can't do this. And all of a sudden... 
the Lord just started speaking to our hearts and the team got together. We began to pray and God began to open doors. And we had a team, we had actually an Olympia High School basketball team from our hometown in Olympia, Washington, basically came or they were coming uh, to build this community center. And about two months after COVID happened and all, everything got canceled, they basically called and said, hey, you know, we've been raising this money. How about if we just give you the money and you guys build? Well, the only problem was, is we needed people to build. And then, I mean, one thing after the other, after the other, and we built this whole team of Romanians, which was miraculous in itself, to go and build for gypsies. And I don't have time to tell you, but that in itself is miraculous because there's a lot of prejudice between Romanians and gypsies. And so, uh, long story short, um, it, it, it just began, began to unfold. So we... Um, we had the privilege of building a home for a couple named um, Levy and Anna Maria. You can put that picture up now. This is them. So this is my wife, Dana. This is Jamie, who lives with us, and she's excited about life. And that's Levy and Anna Maria. They are pastors in a local village. They've been doing this for just over probably five years, and they have just given their lives for their village, sacrifice, caring for others. They live in a one room, probably 12 by 15 room, two kids. And it's, I mean, it was, it was amazing seeing this place. But, but these guys are just a remarkable people. And so this story that I'm going to read from scripture today, I began to see the parallels of this couple and how they gave their life away for those people because they, they didn't ask for anything. They weren't expecting anything. Can you just imagine somebody showing up in your neighborhood and they pull all the stuff and all the materials show up and they're saying, hey, we're going to build you a house. I mean, you can't fathom that, right? Neither could they. But we did. <laughs> and what we saw was we saw a couple that just demonstrated the gospel in a beautiful way. So if you have your Bibles open, Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 13. Familiar story, familiar passage. Um, how many of you just love Jesus telling stories? Uh, but this is, this is just a powerful, this is actual uh, a miracle that took place. And there were many miracles actually that took place in this. But I, I just, I'm, I'm going to just do this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read this passage of scripture. And then I'm going to give you a few lessons that I call lessons to live by. And I'm going to just share them with you. So here we go. Verse 13. Now, when Jesus heard this, ever want to know what he heard? <laughs> Let me tell you real quick, just to give you a preface of this, this, uh, this passage. He just heard that John the Baptist was beheaded. His nephew. I mean, his cousin. His family. And this is what he did. He withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away. They're talking to Jesus here. They're telling Jesus what he needs to do. Uh, now, when this is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away and go to the villages and go in so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, how many, you know what, how many want to know what Jesus said? Yeah. They need not go away. You give them something to eat. I love this. 
You give them something to eat. <laughs> I'm having a moment here. <laughs> they said to him, we have only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and he gave them to his disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied and they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. Everybody say leftover. Leftover. <laughs> and those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So probably close to 20,000 people got fed that day. Anybody just kind of wish you were there yeah. just to kind of see that happen? The miraculous, the miraculous, just incredible. Father, I just pray that your word would penetrate our hearts and that we would be different because we've been with you. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. So here's lessons to live by. Number one, Jesus moves with compassion. Jesus, Jesus moves with compassion. Can I tell you, that's, that's present. That's not the past. Because if Jesus is in you, then he has the ability to move through you. Jesus moves with compassion. Verse 14, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed the sick. We see Jesus performing miracle, miracles here, listen to me, in the midst of his own pain and grief. Because after he had heard about his, his cousin... He gets in a boat and he goes to a desolate place by himself. Can I just ask you a question? Have any of you felt like going to desolate places to be by yourself? I'm back in the video. <laughs> in these moments, where you just, man, I just need to be alone. I need to gather my thoughts because everything is changing in front of me. I mean, when COVID hit in, in Romania, Romania has come out of a communist era and they do everything military, military, military list, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and military w responded. And we, we're just like, okay, what do we do? In our city, there were 32 respirators. And we're guests. <laughs> so you just do the math. And, <laughs> and people were getting sick. It was just going, okay. And, and how many of you know, we, nobody knew what was going to happen. Right. I mean, did you think we would be here right now? Right. No. I mean, we were thinking, okay, we'll leave, get out of the country, go to a place where it has a little bit better medical care, and we'll be back in six weeks. <laughs> no, like three months later, four months later. It was crazy. But here's the thing that I think is so important for us to learn, is that Jesus moves with compassion, which means we can too, even in the midst of our own pain and suffering. It doesn't mean that we don't need to grieve. It doesn't mean that we're not in pain. But just hear me. Because of Jesus, we can move with compassion. Here's the other thing that I believe about this too, is that we have the ability to identify with Jesus. He suffered too. He was God, but he was fully and completely man. Listen to this. The psalmist says this so well in Psalms 34, verse 18 and 19. It says, the Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of some of them. No, not some. Say it with me. 
all. And here's the thing. This is what I'm, I'm learning. Everybody say learning. learning. This is an active word. I'm learning that he does if I'll let him. But typically, I just like to take over. Like I can control my circumstances. So Jesus moves with compassion. <clears throat> uh, real quick before we move on, we just put up that next picture. So, so this, is, this is the original house of Levi and Anna Maria. The, that's not Levi. That's, that's actually his cousin <laughs> came to help. But that hole right there, if you see that little hole to the left, that's a pipe coming out because it's very cold in Romania <laughs> and they have to heat their house. So they have this huge hole into their, their house so that they don't, you know, suffocate from smoke and, and inhaling all this stuff because this is how they heat, heated their house. And so this just gives you context of what these people lived in. Now, mind you, these guys were serving their community. Matter of fact, when we showed up the day to lay out where we were going to put the slab for the house, he was down the road at a neighbor's house helping him build his house. I mean, talk about confirmation and man, are we in the right place. But that's, that's the kind of people they were. That's who they are. What's really cool is this was in October that we built a house. We built it in six days. And um, our team, our, our construction team has been back, I think, twice now. And just the place is immaculate. And it's, uh, we didn't get to paint it because it was raining and stuff. They painted it. And just, it's just beautiful. So it just makes your heart happy. Amen? Right. To make a difference. Okay. So Jesus moves with compassion. Here's the second one. Jesus is greater than any problem we face. Jesus is greater. Listen, I don't understand where you are, but I understand where I am. And I just want you to know, no matter what you're facing, wherever you are, whatever they said, what the doctor said, whatever it is that you may be considering or thinking in your mind, I just want you to know, Jesus is greater than any problem we face. Verse 16, he says, this is a desolate place. And the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy the food for themselves. <clears throat> Jesus' disciples, listen, Jesus' disciples came to him with the problem. <laughs> but the Lord responds, right? Think about this. The Lord responds to them not by saying, what do you guys, can you not see the opportunity here? Right? He doesn't come across critical. He says this to them. He says, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. You ever felt like you can't do it? You ever felt like you're not good enough? You ever felt like you're not capable? Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> Jesus is saying right here to you and me, let's not just look at the problem. But let's find a solution. Jesus is still the answer. He was the answer. He is the answer and he will be the answer. That's right. The Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Yeah. Anybody need to hear that? Yeah. And if you've been in Christ for any period of time, that is familiar. 
But can I just tell you, familiarity can rob us sometimes of the truth of what that really means. The Bible says that there is nothing that can overcome you because Jesus lives in you. And this is present, you guys. If he's in you, there's nothing. There's nothing can overtake you. Let's just talk about death. If Jesus is in you and you die, you win. Just a number of months ago, I had the privilege of walking with my friend's wife into glory. And we were praying, fasting, and believing that God would raise her up from this bed and that she would be completely healed. And here's what we, here's what we surmised. This is what we came to. She did. And the Lord touched her, and he healed her, and he took her. We are grieving on this side. She's not. That's why I'm saying Jesus is greater than anything you and I will ever face. Any problem that would come. He's there and he's able. Here's the third thing. Jesus asks us to bring him all we have. Remember the problem. Right? All we have is five loaves, five loaves and two fish. They said to him, we only have five loaves and two fish. Notice that Jesus didn't say, what? That's all you've got? <laughs> How are we going to do this, guys? Right? And, and this, is, this, this story is in every gospel that you can read in the New Testament. And, and you should read each one of them because they're all different. Right? Because there's one in, in, in John, which I love this, the story there in John. It's a, it's a boy coming with his, his lunch pail. You know? Right. I just got this. Right? It was all he had. But this is the, this is the thing that I want to say to you. And, and if you like to write things down, this is really good. Obedience paves the path to the miraculous, no matter how insignificant we may think it is. No matter how insignificant we may think it is. Can I just tell you, you were created for this moment, for this time, to make an impact on the world you live in. We have this, this thing in our house in Romania. It's just this little frame, and my wife found it. And it says, every moment matters. Is that right? Because I just want to tell you that in what we do, everywhere we go, every conversation we have, every coffee we, we, we drink, every grocery store visit we have, every restaurant, every waiter, every waitress, every person we come in contact with matters. So is it different there than it is here? No. You know that. But I just, I just want us to know that everything we do matters. Obedience paves the path to the miraculous, no matter how insignificant, no matter how insignificant it may seem. That's really good. And it's something for us to consider. Anyone been disrupted this year? I know I already asked that, but any, I mean, just major disruptions. And here's the thing. I can't tell you how many times that I have been at the end of me. Because of circumstances, because of frustrations, because of struggle. 
because of the unknown, of trying to make a plan but not knowing if the plan's going to work. So this is something that I, I did. I, we just make plans. <laughs> we just schedule everything, and if it cancels, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> because what's the, what's, what's the option? The option is not to schedule anything, and then you don't have a plan. You, know? you don't know where you're going. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is real stuff. So good. This is real stuff. So recently, I had the privilege to be with my dad, um, and this was before the, the, this was this past year during COVID, because my dad is struggling with dementia, and um, he still remembers me, which is a gift, um, but it was just him and I and one of my sons that were, were with him for about three days, and I went into his office to do some paperwork and stuff for him, and, and I sat down in his office, and and remember, the, the, the life lesson that I'm talking about is that Jesus asked us to bring him all that we have. Right? So I'm sitting at my dad's desk, and I look up, and there's this little banner <laughs> that's hanging there. Can you put that up? It's right there. I'm going to read it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> but this is what it says. Lord, help me to do what I can where I am, with what I have. <laughs> and I just like bursted. Dealing with my own tensions and own stuff that I was struggling with. And I look up and here's my dad, 87 years old. Struggling with dementia. <laughs> and here, here's this thing hanging right there in his office. Just saying, saying, Lord, help me to do what I can where I am with what I have. Can you imagine if we would just say that? The impact that we could have in the places that we live, like our homes. Our neighborhoods, wherever we're going to go from here. That if we would leave this place with this simple prayer, what could happen? Whose life could be altered? Here's the fourth thing, and I'm almost done. <laughs> Lessons to live by. Jesus can bring blessing and life from what is broken. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You're going to love this, because I actually almost didn't put this in, because it was a little similar, but I just thought, this is glorious. Yeah. And I did. And you think about the loss, the sickness, the grief, the isolation. Don't raise your hand. How many of you had COVID? How many, how many of you should wear a mask? I shouldn't wear a mask. I should. I, when can I take it off? I need to breathe. Hello. I mean, so many different things that are, are going on around us. And, and, and then just relationships, watching in the Christian communities right. of this divide. Listen, no matter where you are in the spectrum, can I just tell you, aren't we still, still supposed to do what Jesus told us to do? Right. <laughs> Listen to these words. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Listen, and they all ate 
and they were satisfied. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to just put whatever you got down in your hands or whatever, just put it down and put your hands out in front of you. And I want you just to close your eyes. This is you and the Lord. And what I want you to do is I just want you to think about what maybe seemingly looks like it's broken to you in your life, in your circumstances, in your situation. And together, we're just going to offer this up to them. And I'm talking about the things where we maybe, maybe it's our minds, where we, we, we consistently criticize ourselves and think that we're not enough. I want you to give it to him because that's all he's asking. He takes the broken things of our lives and he multiplies it. So Father, I just ask as we simply, humbly obey you, I pray for the spirit of multiplication to come upon each one of my brothers and sisters. And I pray that Lord, what we have thought is not good enough, God is good enough for you. So use us, God, to make an impact. Use us, God, to transform the places where we live and the places that we go. God, use our lives. Would you please take these things, God, that we think are insignificant or, or, or broken or shattered, and God, do what only you can do with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, um, about four days ago, five days ago, I, I got a, a message from a little gal in Romania who is a school teacher who just went through a divorce, and she speaks fluent English, and I think, I think she might even teach English in some form or fashion. Um, but there was some, some, something happened, but I was able to give her one of our books. And she read the book, and she wrote, and she just said this. She said, she said, I read your book, and I just want you to know that it's transformed my life. And, and she didn't say this, but I knew her enough that I know this, is that her life is in shambles, and it's been broken. And the relatability of seeing a life that was broken, that, in my mind, listen, the thing that, that, that tries to steal me in my head is that I'll never be enough. I never thought I could have that family because I wasn't good enough. You ever struggle with that? And, and all of us have our own struggle, but whatever it is, I'm telling you, Jesus is greater. And he wants to prove the enemy wrong. What we have to do is let him. That's why if we would just bring the brokenness of our life and say, here it is, God. I don't, I don't know what you can do with this, but here it is. And then here's the last one. And I'm done. Verse 19, he looked up to heaven, said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and he gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. Jesus will multiply what we give him. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys got? Lord, send the people into the city. There's too many. 
What do you got? Oh, we just got these five loaves and two fish. There's not even enough for us. He says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Just bring me what you got. Not what you don't. Just bring what you have. I don't care how little it is. I don't care how insignificant it is or how you may think it is. But listen, if you will just let him in and then you do, you do your part. You bring it. Here it is. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a lunch pail. <laughs> it's just a sandwich and some chips. And, but maybe I can give it to that person over there that's hungry. Never in, in my wildest dreams did I think we would be building homes for people who didn't have a place. <laughs> Look at this. That's Levy and Anna Maria's house. We didn't paint it, <laughs> but we built it. And they built it right by our sides. And we will cherish this memory for the rest of our life. Our goal in the next five years is to build 250 homes for the poor. And, and the reason is, is because there's a message here, you guys. God will take the broken things of this world and turn around and use it. Levi and Anna Maria are reaching an entire village that we would never reach because I don't speak Hungarian or Romanian yet. But they do. And they have leaders that are around them that are pouring into their lives and helping them succeed. We're just a little seed. We're just a little plant, you know, that we get to be a part of that. It's amazing what Jesus will do with what we bring him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that. I'm a little emotional. It's okay. But I just want to show you 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And I really am done. There's a video. So one of the things we do is we... We gather everybody when we finished. So we had just finished. Hang on. Can you pause that for a sec? Yeah. Thank you. We do a blessing over the house. We invite the village, right? We do this blessing. We pray. And we hand them their keys to their house. And what you're going to see is them opening the door and walking in for the first time. They haven't seen what we did on the inside because we, we put it, see the linoleum, we put it. And this isn't, listen, this isn't, you would not live in this. I wouldn't live in this. But they, what they had comparatively blows, blows them away. And it just, it blew them away. That, that cupboard there is filled with food. There's a Bible there, a brand new Bible for him and his family. On this table, we put in a little bit of furniture. And, uh, but, but the key, the, this is so cool. <laughs> They open the door and we, we, they go in and we shut the door and just leave them for a little while, probably 15, 20 minutes. And then we come and we knock on the door <laughs> and they invite us in. And then we just have a big party with, they love American donuts. So we, we bring American donuts. <laughs> so just, just watch this with me. It's just so precious, just for a second. You got volume? Thank <laughs> you. 
That's it. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's amazing what God will do with the little we have. Listen to him. Listen to these words from the Apostle Paul. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power that's at work within us. He's in you, man. And if he's not, I just, I just exhort you to receive him as your Lord and Savior today if you don't know him. And if you do, man, then you just run with everything you got. Because you were created for impact. You were created for this, you guys. Every single one of us. Amen? Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your faithfulness. Jesus, there's nobody like you. There's nobody like you. Thank you for the privilege to know you, to walk with you, to follow hard after you. God, I just pray that in the days and and the moments that we're living in, I pray, God, that you would help us to recognize that every moment matters. And that, Lord, our obedience to seeing the miraculous happens, Lord, there is nothing, there is nothing that's too insignificant. God, would you help us to, to renew our minds? Would you help us to transform our thinking and allow you, God, to show up? and to transform our environments. God, I pray for my my family that's present in this room. I just pray that you'd meet them right where they are. Lord, I, I don't know what they're going through, but you do. And I just pray you'd meet them. Would you just meet them where they are? God, just tell them, Lord, how much you love them right in the midst of where they are. And there's nothing too broken that you can't take and use and multiply for your kingdom purpose. So do that, Lord, please. We love your presence. We know you're here. said where two or more are gathered, there you are in our midst. And then you told us, Lord, that we could ask anything and that it would be done according to our Father who's in heaven. So we ask, Lord, we ask again. Take the brokenness of our lives and use it for your kingdom purposes. God, make an impact in the places that we go, the people that we live with, and those, God, that you're bringing to us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on. So good. So good. Well, um... Just as a reminder, uh, if you want to invest in this incredible couple and, and all that they're doing, um, you can do that online uh, for our local missions, uh, or you can write a check to Tim and Dana Wimberly. And if you have any questions about that, you can come talk to me. Um, and then I want to please recommend that you, you buy a book, maybe buy two, give one to one of your friends. I mean, obviously, there's a story in there that's very redemptive uh, and incredible. So God bless you. Have an awesome rest of the day, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.